Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. This is Play It Forward. Real people, real stories. The struggle to play it forward. Episode number 588 is with Taylor Hart from the group Black Rock Candy. Hello. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Got a big old thunderstorm happening right now. I'm just praying that uh, that we don't get knocked oh. without power. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. That's awful. <laughs> Man, what a sound you have in this band. I mean, we, I, I got to tell you, I, I hear unity going on in this, in, in the music that you have. It's almost like everybody brings their own game and it and it creates a harmony in a way that says, yeah, yeah, we're, we're working together on this. It's not a one-sided view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, honestly, like we have such like variety in our um music inspiration and i feel like when it comes to creating it somehow i don't know how but somehow it all just comes <laughs> together and i think we're, we're really blessed to have so many awesome musicians in this band and so yeah thank you so much for saying that i mean a jam session with you guys has got to be legendary in the way of being able to be open with each other because of the way that this song uh trouble comes together i mean it it just Mm -hmm. there's something very very smooth about it yeah honestly like thank you so much um the with trouble and like like all our music sometimes like it just flows and I think for this song, it was definitely like that, you know, in terms of just sitting down and getting together and being like, okay, guys, I have this riff. I think this will sound good. You know, our guitarist and our producer, they're really good at that. And like you, exactly what you said, everything just kind of blends. It's almost like a jam session. And when you start to put all that other stuff on top of it, like the singing, the melodies, the lyrics, somehow it just all comes together and so yeah i'm really proud of this this song for sure do you do you think it's because you guys have been out there on the road together and you you've done things and you know who your audience is so that when you go into the studio you physically see them inside your head and heart yes for me as a as the one who's writing the lyrics um i definitely have the audience in mind 100 percent of the time um and also you know with the band and being comfortable to share those experiences and and the energy we all have a collective idea of what we're going for before we even sit down and start and i think that really helps us have an idea of where to go because our first album um that we wrote you know it was definitely almost like a trial but you know we were we were still figuring it out, and I definitely <laughs> feel more proud, or I am proud of all of them. But you know, definitely feel more comfortable with where we're sitting in this in this new track, these new songs, and like, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Just somehow we just mesh into this one. And I'm so excited about it. Well, it, <laughs> it's it's the kind of song that I want to hear on my new rock station. But at the same time, I also want to have these these new classic rock stations pick it up and make it a third generation rock song because there's some inspiration in this. Where there are times I hear Sammy Hagar, there are times that I hear Anne Hart of 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 the group mm-hmm. Hart. I mean, there's just so much inspiration from from the paths that were here before you. Mm-hmm, right, and that's exactly what we're taking from. Like, obviously, we want to have almost a nostalgic feel, but with a modern spin. You know, we're very inspired, very inspired by heart. You know, and exactly all the the music that you you would 
grasp when you first listen to that. That's exactly what we're inspired by, inspired by. Um, for me personally, heart for sure. But also like the newer stuff. Um, I don't know if you know Olivia Rodrigo, mm-hmm. but she has some really cool um, new stuff in her songs that it's almost, um, it for her, nostalgic too, um, almost like the 90s, 2000s. And so for us, we were kind of pulling from both and seeing like, you know, what can we do to put it together and make it sound fresh but also nostalgic what is it like for you to to have those guitar riffs that you do because they are they're, they're, they've got their own uniqueness to them but then when you have to bring in the vocals you have to kind of share that stage with the riff as well as the vocals yeah so every you know songwriter writes a little differently but personally um i do go with the riffs of the guitar and nice. that really gives me inspiration when it comes to melodies and um yeah, honestly. So my sister is the guitarist and um, she she's just I'm so proud of her. But like she really can just come up her with our producer as well, come up with the most like, I don't know, just gritty, cool yeah. riffs. And that gives me inspiration to write melodies on top of that. And so it's so fun to do, you know, have that the the creativity be, you know, thrown out there. To create with your sister, has that been something that's been your entire life or was it something where one person was, uh, you know, walking down the hallway going, whoa, whoa, you're playing music. What's going on here? Yeah. So my sister and I, we started off as like a student band and she did not want to start. She did not want to play music at all. I was like the, <laughs> the singer, the, the diva in the family. And my sister was like, I want to do, you know, we were young at the time. She's like, I want to try sports. I want to do karate. I want to yeah. play this stuff. Like, Izzy, can you really just like play the guitar for my band? And she was like, okay, fine. And she ended up loving it. And she doesn't know what she would do without it. And so it started off not what you would think. And um, now we do everything together. Like, I think the band has really made us even more um, like, I don't know what the word is, but intertwined, I guess. Like, we're like peanut butter and jelly, my sister and I. (laughs) We're so, we just get each other so easily. And I think part of the being in a band really makes it, because we're together all the time, you know? Back in my early days, we called them garage bands. Did you guys play in the garage or anything like that? Yep. 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 We definitely started <laughs> off like that too. <laughs> you know, because I think Dave Matthews was the first one to step forward saying, yeah, we were down in my mom's basement. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, we started off um, kind of the same way we were. We had we had instructors actually when we first started. It nice. was kind of, I guess, a newer way of starting bands. But um, yeah, and then eventually we just did it on our own. And my, my mom is our is our manager and she is a uh, She's great. She's been helping us book shows ever since we were young. And to this day, she's gotten really good at it. And um, yeah, honestly, without her, we probably wouldn't have gotten as far, you know, out of outside of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> See, now what your mom needs to do is get you guys a binge watching uh, TV program so that we can all watch you guys go through your musical life. Yes, please. No, that's exactly. <laughs> I used to joke about that all the time because there's some crazy stuff that goes on, you know, in bands and so, you know, you see it on TV shows and movies, how bands happen, especially when you have families involved, you know, it can get, you're so passionate about it. And so it, it's, it's definitely a, an interesting dynamic to say the least. <laughs> that album cover looks like it's big city street art. Is that what inspired you to do it? So... Yeah, we have an amazing um, friend who does like amazing artwork and he's like on TV shows and the news and wow. he works on different projects all over. He just did a, like a Barbie premiere and like he he lives very close to us. And so um, 
we asked him, we had an idea for it and we were going for, you know, the idea was something beautiful, but like also kind of deadly. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what can we do to portray that? And so we asked him, I said, can you try and like make a tree, (laughs) make a tree and maybe underneath it'd be some skulls, you know, because do you think there's like more meaning to that? Um, And also just my background, my love of like the art, um, I like the um, almost like, like it's, it's real, it's real art, you know? Yeah. And so we really wanted to use that for the album cover and he, the artist is so amazing. And um, yeah, he, he, and then he just, you know, did everything that we asked for and it it came out so awesome. You're going to put that on t-shirts and posters because I mean, that's the kind of stuff that people see at a concert or a show Mm -hmm. and they go, I've got to have that. Yep. No, we do. We do have merch for sale, like with that the album cover on it. We have, we have CDs, we have stickers and stuff like that. One of the fascinating things that I, that I love about music fans today is that they're so willing to talk about the t-shirts that they're wearing because you, you, you'll see a band name on a shirt and boy, they'll, it's, it's like they become Casey Kasem in that moment or, or even a Ryan Seacrest and they start telling your story without you being there. I know it's so cool. And, and like our fans are so cool to like be sharing it and like they'll post pictures with this, <laughs> the, the wearing like our merch. And I think it's so fun. And sometimes this is the craziest part. Sometimes we'll be driving around and I literally will see a sticker on like a car yeah. that says black rock candy. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Um, it kind of, it's a little bit surreal. I've had, I've, I'm also like outside of being a singer, I have a full-time job of being a substitute teacher. Wow. And so sometimes I know. And so sometimes I'll see students walk around with the, uh, a t-shirt on and I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know if they're aware that their sub is <laughs> the singer, but it's kind of funny, but yeah, no, it's really, really interesting. And, and I personally love, um, the merch side and the, the, I guess the more the business side of, of being in the band, cause I love the designs and, and coming up with new stuff. We have some new stuff with honey. We have a, a tour t-shirt, wow. um, that we release and so that was definitely like one of the coolest things that that we've made um and so yeah the merchant on is just so fun to to work with how often as that substitute teacher do you use your your personal experiences with the public when on that live stage or the negotiations and things you use that as a tool to help get into the heart of a student who could be lost yeah no i i really love working with students i'm also a vocal coach on the side like i got like million dollars but yeah like so i love working with students and just you know getting to connect and so yeah you're right like i think the singing it's it's helped me as a performer um step outside of my comfort zone and um you know i feel like since i've done it since so such a young age i've grown up into this and i've just been comfortable and so Stepping outside of that is definitely a challenge, but it's also so rewarding. And then to see that play out in the students that I work with, you know, because I I tend to work within the same schools and they they all know pretty much for the most part, you know, (laughs) that we're fans and they follow us and it's so cute. And even their parents, they'll go to shows. And I just think it's so cool to see that. Yeah, I wish more people would do that and understand that. Because, I mean, even in radio, I've been in the business for 44 years. There for a while, I lost the vision of who I thought the listener was. So I went and got a job at a grocery store because it put me right there in front of those people who are listeners. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's kind of where our approach was with Trouble, um, because I wanted it to be um, as, well, I wanted 
the mass to be able to listen to it and be like, I like this song. Whether you like rock, country, yep. pop, like whatever it is, I was like, this needs to be something anyone can listen to. Because from my perspective, I didn't actually grow up um, being like a full out rock listener. Like I, I did mm-hmm. listen to rock, like the classics and everything and, and like 80s rock, but I also listened to a lot of pop and I had so much different variety. And so knowing that going in um, to our EP, I was like, what can we do to make this super listenable to just anyone? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, how how do you put the? Uh, can you tell there's a thunderstorm going on? Can you hear it in the background? Oh yeah, I can definitely hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the how how do the songs come into play then? When when you've got that much variety inside your musical soul, how do you know mm-hmm. where to make that twist to go? Okay, I'm gonna play a little bit of pop, but I'm gonna mix in a little bit of country. When do you know you've got the right mix? So that that's all honestly been the toughest part of it all, finding like a sound that not only sounds like us, but sounds like it fits within the audience that we're going for. Because as you know, the, the world is constantly changing yeah. and music is always being put out differently and different people are always trying to be unique. And, and, and so it's really hard to find that happy medium of all of that. So I, I was, you know, I was like, we need to bring keep rock alive in some way but yeah. also hit this audience and so our audience for sure was definitely um the like i said the mass anyone anyone could listen to it that's what mainstream is and so we definitely were like we want to be almost like the next no doubt where they you know they were or green day where they they kind of went against the grain and didn't do exactly what rock and roll was but they did do more mainstream and it sounds just as like amazing because you know, everyone can listen to it. Like, everyone knows just a girl, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's definitely kind of the vibe we were going for. Um, yeah. Wow, I was that afternoon drive jock when No Doubt first appeared on the music scene, and we would sit there inside those listening meetings just going, who is this, and who's going to try yeah. to predict their future? I mean, it changed yeah. everything. Right. And I, and I, you know, I wasn't born in the 90s, but, you know, growing up and listening to no doubt and different you know female artists rock artists and you know trying to grab inspiration on that i definitely was like this is something like it gives me inspiration yeah. you know and a kind of a guideline so it definitely helps to have people like that out there and it helps pave the way for other artists like us that are trying to still break through you know, so you know, you, you just you know breaking through. You just gave me a, a, a vision here that you you seem to be the type of person and an open heart in the way that as you go and get bigger, you go into these cities and with your vocal training, you you have like a little band camp for 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 young up and coming artists in each one of those cities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, it, it, yeah, for sure. Like I, I think having like the audience and and you know, like you said, like the the. That is really what matters the most to us. So knowing that, I think definitely helps us have a navigation to where we're going. And hopefully it's hopefully it's going to help us out, you know, because I feel like we, you know, even just our hometown, um, we live in like Los Angeles area, we say, but it's more it's more east um, in a city called Corona. I know like coronavirus and everything, <laughs> but no, it's, <laughs> and, you know, the, the city, you know, is really the, the locals and everyone. Like I said, we'll just be walking around. Sometimes I'll be in Starbucks. Like literally one time I was in Starbucks and I was like, someone stopped me. They were like, I saw you play yep. at this brewery. And it's that's like our main place that we go to because they've been they've been like supporting us ever since we were little. And it's just kind 
kind of funny. And yeah, that's that's exactly what we're going for. We want to start spreading out to all these different areas and grow this audience. Wow. I, I don't know what life is like out in California, but here in the Carolinas, we have live music on Thursday nights in the grocery store. No. Wow. No, you know what? That's kind of funny that you say that because we went on tour recently and um, they, this was in Tennessee, actually. Yeah. But same thing as what you said. We were at a hardware store, hardware store slash grocery store slash all these things. And I was like, whoa, I've never been to a place like this before. So I, I definitely know what that experience is like. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people go to find out more about you? And, and to really, I, I want them to buy the merchandise because once you own the merchandise, it's an automatic win to buy a ticket when you come to our town. Right, yeah. Um, so we have a website, blackrockcandy.com. And so we have all of our merch there. And mm-hmm. we have we have actually two separate merch sites. We have one where we can you can make your own custom Blackrock Candy merch. Nice. And have one um, that we put out ourselves. We make all the merch. Um, and so, and we also sell those at shows. We have all of our shows listed on there. And so, yeah, we try to really just make it accessible to everyone. Yeah, look how interactive you are. I mean, you're so spot on on where an artist should be. How important are the analytics? Because, I mean, I've, I've, I've been with so many different club owners and stuff like that, and they go, well, if they don't have good numbers on the web, I'm not bringing them in. Yeah, honestly, um, the yeah, the marketing is, I've dealt with that myself, and uh, I've actually been the one to to push out the marketing and seen all the numbers and stuff. And so it, it's, um, it's definitely difficult, especially when you're, you don't know what direction to go to or how to even do it. Um, and I feel like it's just research and patience yep. and knowing what to do and, and what's going to, what your goal is. Um, and so on for our band, we have so many different listeners, um, mainly throughout California, but just because we went on tour, it's crazy to see how many more people from different states like we have you know people from ohio buying our stuff people from texas buying our stuff you know oklahoma (laughs) like it's kind of crazy that we've pushed ourselves out there and i think another another out outlet that's been helping us is tiktok for sure because we do live streams and and videos and anyone can watch those from anywhere and so it's so cool to see that that it's not just in this little town or city that we know of. It's bigger than that. So it's really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Will you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you so much. You too. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me and Black Art Candy. 